that is what society would tell us, right? Bigger is better. Go get more. Go get more. It's the consumeristic society um, that, that we live in. And I, I, I don't want to just overly paint society as just terrible and evil and everything that they do, everything about society is bad. But the, the truth is that without any kind of, if you want to call it, um, controls in place, that's, that's too harsh of a word, boundaries, right? We also kind of like, I have personal boundaries. You probably have personal boundaries, right? Without any of that, it's just, it's just go, 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 go. And just keep chasing and chasing and chasing. You've heard the phrase keeping up with the Joneses, right? Well, the Joneses got a new car. Maybe we should get a new car. And the Joneses painted their house. Maybe we should paint a house. We just painted it last month. It doesn't matter. The Joneses painted theirs, so we got to paint ours, right? And so, uh, you know, to, to fight against that is kind of in, in the that's where this topic of like downsizing comes. Like just because somebody has something next door to me and it's nice and it seems convenient and helpful for them, does that really mean that I need it too? And not that that's the only motivation. Sometimes we see a commercial on TV and that's enough to get us, I work in marketing, I know, right? That's enough to get us to just want to have it. Um, but I, I don't know if you've ever noticed, like you've probably known, noticed this about pay. Like, have you ever noticed that like, however much you make tends to be however much you spend, right? And so you can get a pay raise, and guess what? Within a year, you're spending that much every month. And then you begin to think, wow, I can't wait to my next pay raise, right? As if that's going to fix it. Because you're going to get your next pay raise, and guess what's going to happen? Within a year, that's how much you spend every month. And, and it doesn't matter... That's why, have you ever seen, I don't know the statistics, but people that win the lottery, how many of them are broke within two years? They win millions and millions and millions. I, you know, a lot of us think, if somebody would give me a million dollars, I'd be taken care of for life. But the truth is, we would probably have spent it all within a year. And you think, oh, how could you spend a million dollars? I tell you what, there's been a few times in our lives when we've come across large, not that large, <laughs> but, you know, we got a, an enlistment bonus when I was in the Navy, or we got uh, something that, you know, a few times when you, you sold a house and you had this money. And it, it's like, if you didn't make a plan for that, by a few months, it's gone, right? If you don't make, so planning helps. But the same idea is true about our, the spaces we control. We tend to fill them up. Well, however much space we have, if we live small, we'll fill it up. And then we'll go, well, if I could just get a bigger place, right, I'll have more room. If I can just get three bedrooms instead of two or four bedrooms instead of three or a bigger living room or maybe one that has a living room and a den, then, and what do we do? We end up filling it up. And so some of this has to do with those, those call it boundaries, call it self-control. I don't think we're all like going crazy, but uh I, I came across this verse, Hebrews 13, 5 says, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Now, I would venture to say most of us do not have this overwhelming love of money, but we do kind of have this sense that maybe money is going to solve our problems because money is going to allow us to buy more stuff, and that stuff is what's actually going to save or solve our problems. I do really like the... Uh, the message, which is a paraphrase, it says it this way, don't be obsessed with getting more things. Don't be obsessed with getting more things. And again, I think a lot of us don't, maybe we don't really get obsessed with getting more things. We just kind of accidentally wake up one day, right? And we have more things. 
We wake up six months from now, a year from now, and our house is full, or two years from now, and our house is full, and we think to ourselves, some of those thoughts I mentioned earlier, more money or more space or whatever. So I wanted to give you all just a quick review. I brought pictures and little sliding videos of where we've come from. So a lot of y'all, you know, have heard parts of our stories, but this is the house we lived in in Arkansas before we moved here. It was just a shy hair under 3,000 square feet. It was a beautiful house. Don't get me wrong. We loved this house. <laughs> it was up on a hill. It was on uh, just a little bit more than two and a half acres. Most of the yard is off to the right. It'll pan around here in a second. Um, and we had this view. I wish I had a picture of that. But from the upper porch, we had this view of these rolling hills off into then you see the, uh, the uh, Ozark Mountains. I mean, it was a beautiful house. And there was a over here, there was a lake across the front. This was my COVID project, building a chicken house that was built for chicken queens. Uh, and, you know, this was a wonderful, wonderful house. And the, every, every house in the neighborhood was on like two acre lots. This was a pond across the street. Um, and, and so I just show this is to, to give you a contrast, right? This was our home then, about 3,000 square feet. This is our home now about 300 square feet. So take 90% of your space and chop it off and throw it away and say, we've got to live in this. How are we going to make it work? So downsizing is an understatement from what we did. Uh, here's a few more pictures. This is kind of what, we have this little two-person, it can slide out and sit four, but uh, there, when we bought it, there wasn't a couch here. We had to buy a RV couch, but we have that now. But, I mean, it's got a kitchen, a microwave. It's got a full RV, not RV, but a full residential fridge. That's Cher. Look, at the back. Take She's up here, but this is a mirror. Um, but to give you, you know, compared to our car, it's got four slide outs. It's, it's nice. This is my office space. This is where I work. If you call me during the day, there's a big chance that's where I'm sitting, right? So you can visualize that. Um, and Cher has plenty, she's got craft, she sets out craft stuff. And so we still do the things we did in our 3,000 square foot house, right? I'm on my computer doing work, sometimes playing video games, right? She's making crafty stuff. If you see, it's pretty neat. Her sewing machine's up here on the steering wheel. The steering wheel sits up and there's like this board you put on there and she puts her, steering, her uh, sewing machine. And some of you are going like, well, I don't want to sit in a driver's seat to do it. It, that's part of downsizing is this idea that's like, yeah, it may not be quite as luxurious, but, and it's also not like we're script, like, oh, we had to make it work, so we did. This is also a choice we made. This is our front door. It's home, right? <laughs> our little deck. But it affords us the time to spend with our grandkids, which is one of the primary reasons why we made that choice. This is all three of them. This is Arlo Hollis. And this is our granddaughter, Francine. This is Shayla's first child. Y'all know Shayla. A lot of y'all do, at least. Right? So that, I'll just leave that up there because it's cool to look at kids. Right? <laughs> and, and listen, I want to make sure and say that, you know, we're not saying that everyone should be like us. Like, all you guys need to, right, this is the lesson because this is church, and church only tells you the things that you need to go and do. So today when y'all leave, y'all need to go and sell your houses and buy an RV and, and live the tiny lifestyle, right? That's, that's not what we're saying at all. But we did make a conscientious choice because when we left Arkansas, we could have gone and got a job, another job at another place, and bought a house and moved all our stuff from that house to this house and lived there and continue to expand, <laughs> right? That's what we could have done. 
but we really want, our goal was we wanted to semi-retire. We don't call ourselves completely retired because we're not there yet, right? But we wanted to semi-retire and we wanted to have the flexibility to see our children and see our grandchildren. And, and we have gained that. Did it come with some sacrifice? Sure. Was it worth it? 100%. No doubts about it at all, right? No doubts about it at all. And so we're not saying all y'all need to do be like us, but the other, the other reason, and I'm, I'm going to try not to get preachy here, but because uh, I got to leave my wife sometime. She's got stuff to say that's probably more important, um, is uh, a, a big part of that goal of, of moving into, uh, uh, call it a semi-retired time in our life, which may not be all your goals. It's, it's probably not yours, although you're probably like, no, I'd retire tomorrow if you let me, right? <laughs> but... To, to enable to do that, what did we have to do? We had to lower our monthly expenses dramatically, lower our monthly expenses, right? And so, you know, part of that is a combination of, it's like, okay, well, I'm not paying this huge mortgage. That helps. I don't have to maintain that big property. That helps. I don't have to mow a two-and-a-half-acre lawn or let Cher mow it. She, by the way, I mowed it the first year, and then she, she wanted me to teach. We had one of those big zero-turn, like, commercial mower. It was like a $6,000 mower. Who buys mowers for $6,000? We do, right? You know, and, and, you know, and once I taught her how to, she's like, this is fun. I'm going to mow the yard. I'm like, you know, I'm like, have fun. Go, go knock yourself out. Um, but over the last two years, we have been able to pay down, you know, obviously we don't have the house anymore and stuff like that, but we've been able to pay down like 250, oh, oh wow, no, $25,000 worth of debt. We've been able to pay down, and we've freed up $1,600 a month that we used to just send out for a car payment, send out for this, send out for a credit card. Right? Every month, we just like, here comes the money, we pay our mortgage, we pay this, and we pay that, 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 and that. And we don't have to do that anymore. We've, we've lowered our outgoing expenses every month. Right? Granted, we also we live on, it's not, it's not like we're rolling in it now, but we are in a place now because everything has to do with like, how much does it cost you to live compared to how much you make, right? Those, those two numbers go together. Um, and so if we're gonna reduce our monthly thing, or, or, or we're reducing how much we make each month, then we're gonna have to reduce how much we spend. So that was a lot of the why behind our story. Um, and sure, a lot of this is determined by the phase of life you're in. Like for us, our youngest daughter had uh, just recently got married. I can't remember the timeline. It's all confusing. Somewhere around. No, I think both of our daughters got married right after we lost a job. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was always hard. But um, uh, where is it going? I should stick to my notes, right? <laughs> oh, the phase of life you're in. Right, so if you're in the phase of life where maybe you still have kids at home or you still have kids in college and them coming home for the summer and maintaining that kind of space, right? But once all three of our kids are off on their own, two of them are married, one of them's living on his own, you know, so it's like, do we need this much space? Do we, and, and again, I'm not trying to answer that for you, but for us, it's like, well, we can go visit them and we don't have to maintain a house where it's all the family's going to come for Christmas and at Thanksgiving, they'll go to their, their family, their, you know, their, their in-laws' houses or whatever. Well, that's nice, but then you think, well, I'm maintaining all this house and all this property and all the expenses and everything so that my kids can come for one week out of the year. So how about, why don't we do like we're doing this year? We're renting a cabin in Colorado, and the whole family is coming to this cabin in Colorado. We're going to have a great time, and then we're going to leave. And we're not going to have to maintain it, and we're not going to have to do any of that stuff. So anyway, that's just, just an idea. 
Um, so the, the idea is just to not get carried away knowing that you will fill up the space you have, you will spend the money you have, unless you make a plan to not do that. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Cher, who could tell you a little bit more about the how to think about it and the how to do that, because she's really the expert. I'm like, I want to keep this stuff. I'm Cher, if you don't know me, and I think I've met everybody in here, but anyway, uh, I hopefully don't step on any toes, but I'm going to ask a few questions, and you can think of your answer out in your head, but don't say them out loud, because you'll embarrass yourself. Um, uh, when we lived in that house in Arkansas, we had one twin bed, one, in the whole house. It was a three bed, three or four bedrooms, yeah. We had other bigger beds, but we had six or seven twin sheet sets. How many people can sleep on one twin bed at one time? Okay, give or take, a kid could get sick and then you need a set of twin sheets. So, here's some questions I want you to think about. Don't answer them, just think. How many pot holders do you have in your house right now? How many kitchen utensils do you have in your big kitchen drawer or turny thing on the counter? Or both. Or both, if you want to really be hurt. I know that doesn't seem like a very big deal, but going through your house from 3,000 square feet to 300, you start to realize like what stuff you have that I haven't touched that in a year or two. Guys, how many tools do you have? <laughs> how many power tools do you have? <laughs> I know you're gonna use these things and yet you need to keep them and you need the basics of keeping them. How many guys go buy a new tool because they can't find that tool that they know they have? <laughs> Maybe that's the true question. Here's one for both of you and guys might be even more guilty of this than gals sometimes. How many pairs of shoes do you have in your closet or in your possession? Pairs of shoes, winter, summer, before spring, after spring, jogging, church. <laughs> Those are all things that you, you really, you don't think about it until you downsize. And um, I wasn't, I tell you, I was not excited to downsize. I was just like, what? I have spent 32 years, we'll be married this year, of our married life trying to accumulate things that when my kids did come home, they all had a sheet for the bed and they all had an extra blanket and they all had everything they needed. But um, it was an eye-opening experience and very, very, not in the first month or two, cleansing experience to go through every single drawer in my entire house, every single closet, every single shoe box, and get it down to 300. He says we live in 350 square feet. 300. We 300. We have a storage unit here that if we had a garage, that would be our stuff in our garage or like his military retirement chest is in there. So you you know, you you need to keep stuff some. But we also called up our kids and we said, "We are no kidding. Act like we're gone. This is your chance." I'm going to FaceTime you by yourself so you and your sister don't fight because Chase didn't want anything. And we will walk through our house room by room and we want you to have the things that you want now. 
And it is the best feeling to walk through Darian or Shayla's house and see my rug or my blanket or my pans that I don't need or our coffee table that we've had for, yeah, that, you know, things that you want your kids to enjoy. It's really cool to see them enjoying those things that you never thought you would see them enjoy because you thought you'd be gone. So I have a, a, a thing that I keep in my mind when I'm downsizing, and you've probably heard this, keep, sell, trash, or donate. And if you can keep those four things on your mind when you're going through any junk drawer, everybody has a junk drawer, come on. Keep, sell, donate, trash. You've got to pick one of those things. The hard part about, um, what did we say? I like, I personally only like keep, sell, trash. <laughs> yeah. Because if I'm going to donate it, that gives me a week or two to donate it. <laughs> because I got to find the right place to donate it. It might sit in my car for a couple weeks, That's never and then it might make it back into the house. So I really only like keep selling trash. Um, so ask yourself this question. This one's kind of a hard one, especially when you get to my age. What things are in your house that your kids are going to have to go through that is going to cause them, like, why did mom keep this? Like if you died tomorrow. If you died tomorrow. If you and your husband died tomorrow. If you are by yourself. What things are going to cause your kids or your grandkids angst? Because... Why did they keep this stuff? Like potholders. Okay, I made one for Christmas nine years ago for grandma or what? That's different. That's a m memory that you want to, you know, pass. Give it to one of the kids now. I'm giving my kids stuff all the time going, look, this your grandma made this. So ask yourself that and truly think to yourself, how freeing is it going to be for your kids not to have to go to, to a storage unit or to your back closet? or to your basement, or to your attic, the things that you don't even know are there. That's gonna be very helpful. So here's some small tips. Um, and a friend of mine told me this one, and I love it. In your closet, you, I challenge you to do this, take your hangers, only your hanging clothes, take them off, turn them around a little bit at a time, hang them backwards. When you, when you take your clothes out and wear it that day or that week, when you wash it and put it back, it stays forward. If at the end of the year, mark your calendar, that clothing has not been turned around, what are you doing? Like, give it to somebody who's going to use it. You see homeless people all over. They can use that stuff. Um, that's one little tip. Ask your children to take the things that you were going to hand to them when you're gone. That's a big one. And that's hard because children tend to think, are you sick? What are you doing? Why are you giving me stuff? Um, if you haven't used it in a year, someone else can use it. Donate it. If we're hurting so bad that we can't replace the little blender that we haven't used to chop the tiny vegetables, give it away. There's a mom in this church right here that doesn't have a little tiny thing to chop vegetables. I promise you. If it brings joy, keep it. If it collects dust, donate it. Give it to a family member, donate it. Like, Vero Beach has some of the best stores for donations in all of where anywhere we've ever lived. So I'm amazed at and don't go to those places. Um, I feel very blessed and 
I'll say this and then I'll be done. I feel really blessed that I've been a military wife for 20 years and then ministry after that by the fact that I've never had time enough to collect too much stuff. And I do feel blessed by that because when I do move as a military or ministry wife, I look at stuff and go, why am I keeping all this stuff? Like there were cookbooks that I had had for 20 years. I hadn't looked in those cookbooks for 20 years. And guess what I do anyway? I go to allrecipes.com. So it's not like I need those cookbooks. Books, Tracy, are always available online. I bet you every single one of them. Even some of the old gospel books are there. So online, if you can get it online, give it to a friend. They're going to read it. You're not. There's also a public library. <laughs> exactly. Um, when I did collect enough stuff to move, it, it, wasn't an, it was enough that the military would weigh your stuff. Can you imagine having to go on the, put all your stuff on this truck and go, oh, well, we're going to have to pay, honey, because we've collected so much stuff. And a lot of it you don't, you don't end up using. Um, and I want to put this out there, too. I'm more than willing, able, tell your friends, your elderly friends especially, because I love helping people, I'm same as David. I'm more than willing to come to your house and look at your stuff and say, you know what? Do you really need that? I will help you go through the mind boggle of, but my kids want that. Okay, well, then give it to them. If they're of 18 or older or have their own place, why aren't they taking it now? They're enjoying it now, and I'm telling you, that has been the biggest thing. That I was like, wow, I can see my kids enjoying my stuff now. So that's really neat. Um, so feel free to let me know. I'm more than happy to come in, and I'm not like Missy. I will not place it on Marketplace because I'm not very good at the computer, but I will sit and tell you and go through your junk drawer with you. I know it's overwhelming. Some people really can't do it. Um, let me know. The last thing I want to leave you with is Luke 12, 24. It's my favorite scripture. 34. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. That's right. Luke 12, 34. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So remember that. Just one other quick thing is a lot of y'all know my mother passed away about, I think it's been about six or seven weeks. And so I went back. She was living with my sister, right? So she had one room was hers, just about the size of a kid's bedroom, you know, and her closet was full of boxes, these, you know, those little uh, plastic tote boxes, right? We have one. I helped my sister for two hours go through two of them, and there's probably close to 10 of them, and we went through two of them. Two or three of them we condensed down to one, and that one has been in our RV since I got back, and it's just like, and, and I know, so we're saying, like, we know that some of this stuff is hard. Like, mentally, it's hard. It's like, what do I do with this old newspaper clippings of my parents? It's like, I feel like if I throw them away, the memory of them is gone, right? If I keep them, nobody's looking at it anyway, you know? And so, you know, we got to decide what we're going to do. With, you know, my, my plan is to scan them and send them to a cousin who has this whole lineage thing figured out. But it's like, I've got to do something with it. I can't, I can't go put it, I will not go put it in our storage unit. Right, because then it'll still be there 10 years from now. We'll be like, what are we going to do with this box? I don't know. Right, so anyway. You know, I've never really thought about potholders. Of course, <laughs> I generally don't touch potholders. But, um, but yeah, and then the closet thing, the back reverse, um, I, I had never thought about that either. So I'm going to be talking about downsizing. And 
By the way, my wife, she has been feeling better the last two and a half, three days. And then today she just did, she just had no energy whatsoever. And I'm like, well, you're not coming. And so anyway, I worked with her. This is her stuff. She's the smart one. David and I both understand that. And by the way, let me say this about David. David got a big jump on this thing a long time ago because he used to live on a submarine. <laughs> so with how many people? Uh, 150. 150 people on a submarine. So really, it was a step up for the RV with just one other person. Proverbs 13, 11, wealth from get-rich schemes quickly disappears. This is the New Living Translation. Wealth from hard work grows over time. And, and when you're talking about downsizing and getting rid of things and even selling things, it's, there's, there's something to it. It's very rewarding in the end, um, but that's, that's something to think about. My wife, just to look, tell you a little bit about her, she's been selling for 23 years, uh, eBay power seller for many years, last five years primarily selling on Facebook uh, Marketplace, which I'll tell you about. Uh, branched into estate sales online, currently taking a break because it just got overwhelming. And then we moved and we're still getting stuff uh, we need to get out as well. Um, but I've always told Missy, you know, I said, you're just, you're like the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. I don't know if you've ever read that before, but, you know, here, you know, here she is and she like, you know, plants a field and she's sowing and she's, you know, and she's always finding ways to help the family in various ways. And, and Missy has always done that in, in this particular way as well. So what I thought we would do was play a little game. Dollars, donate, or dump. All right? I didn't do the keep one. I didn't have a D word for keep. Um, so I'm going to ask y'all what you think. All right? Mattress. Dump. Anybody else? Dollars. I know. Shocker. Believe me. Now, it needs to be in decent condition. No obvious signs of damage like stains, okay? Or, or if like, you know, the mattress goes like this, uh, <laughs> things like that. But she, all day long, twin mattresses, 50 bucks. Full and queen, $100. King size, $150. When I, told, I mean, when she first told me this, I'm just like, there's no way. I'm telling you, I've watched her do it over and over and over again. And it, she will, it will be gone within 24 hours. I, I've, it's, it's bizarre. I just, listen, one of my kids, he was coming down with his family. <laughs> so now you kind of get an idea. But um, we, we bought a mattress that was, you know, as one person who uses a 55 older community or whatever, but we were putting in a king size bed in one of the rooms for them to have when they came in. And they're like, oh no, we're not sleeping on a used mattress. I'm like, wow, that's just, that's just, and I said, well, aren't y'all staying in a hotel on the way down? I don't want to talk about it. I said, well, just make it make sense. I said, because this is not making sense. So anyway, but you know, we, we, we say that, we're like, yeah, but then like we go out, what do we do? We go sleep on a mattress that, you know, thousands of people have slept <laughs> on and you don't know what in the world's been going on, right? But that's one of those things, it just shocked me. <clears throat> All right, dollars, donate, 
Dump. Dollars. Who, who said dollars? Who says uh, donate? Who says dump? The dump is correct. Uh, outdated furniture, especially upholstered uh, stuff. It's, I mean, you might get a little bit for it, but they say it's just not even worth it. Just get rid of it, okay? Yeah, it's big and bulky and everything else. All right, China. Donate. Do what? Dollars. It depends. <laughs> by the way, by the way, how many how many sets of china do y'all have in the in the RV? <laughs> well, what's funny? Well, what's funny? We don't have any china. Well, I don't think we even had. We had some china, but we gave it to the kids. Yeah. And we now have some Corel plate and yeah. mostly plastic. Yeah. Which a lot yeah. of people won't even off plastic, and I get that. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, if I can tell super quick, we have a stack of plastic bowls. And just like just yesterday, I think it was, I was going to give me a little bit of ice cream. I'm like, this bowl is kind of getting off. Like, I'm like, should we like, should we try to save it or whatever? She goes, just throw it away. We have a stack of bowls and there's two of us. We've got a, <laughs> we've got a Frisbee outside. We can use that. Oh, you can do dollars, but here's what you need to understand. Expect to get much less than you paid. Much less. Don't go in thinking you're going to get, because this was great China and this is whatever. There's a place called search uh, or replacements.com and they will buy your China, but it, you just got to know it's not going to be top dollar stuff. The younger generation does not collect like the older generation. That's one of the things you're going to learn in all of this. So China, my mom, I can't tell you how many different sets of China she had and she kept telling us. And I would tell her, Mom, you got way too much, especially when she's going to move down here. And she's like, oh, no, that's, this, was, I'm, this is going to be for you kids and you grandkids. I said, we don't want it. We don't want the China we've got. All right? So it's like it's, this, is, this is one of those things. You can get some dollars for it. You may wait for a long time before somebody actually will buy it. Now, you might have somebody right quick, you know. Um, all right, books. What do we do? Donate. 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 Donate, yes, donate, books, videos, records, eight tracks, all that kind of small items that retail for very low, you know, you just, you just need to donate them. You just need to donate them. All right, what about this pretty thing? Dollars, donate, dump. Dump. Who says dollars? Dollars here, dollars here. Anybody say donate? Couple of donate dollars. I'm shocked. Seventies decor apparently sells like hotcakes. Uh, items that your grandmother stitched, the kind of stuff that they displayed on the wall. That this kind of stuff is like you can get some good money for this. Is that crazy? Uh, I put on here vintage Christmas items. So, you know, you try to get rid of Christmas. But if, there's, if you've got some vintage stuff, that sells. Uh, some of you ladies, what's that word in the middle on the bottom? Kitsy? Kitsy? Kitschy. Kitschy. That's, the, that's, like that's like very special, unusual kind of stuff. Um, it's, so, anyway, that... There are things that you're going to look at and you're going to think seriously. And it's like, yeah. 
All right, here's another one. Here's just, you know, this is, you know, drawers, you know, you keep in a room and this kind of thing. Uh, dump, donate. In, dollars, anybody? Dump. And the reason is this furniture is made of particle board. People don't want particle board. It tears up. It falls apart. It's not worth the small amount that you could make uh, in, in trying to do it. All right, what about lamps? Donate. Dollars. Dollars. Donate. Lamps generally just don't do very well. Those are vintage. Those are vintage. Maybe I picked the wrong picture. But I don't. I don't even know if these go. I mean, even vintage do very well. Missy, Missy will. She'll get these lamps, and and I'm telling you, she can't move them. She can't move. They're just hard to move. Generally, they just don't do very well. All right. Precious moments. Oh, that's a whole collection here. Dollars, donates, or dump? Dollar. Dollar. Oh, dump. Huh? Donate. Mike, Mike, what do you say about precious moments? They're not so precious. They're pretty good. <laughs> and and here's the thing, Missy had Missy had a big collection of these. She's had she's had several people who were selling, and they were trying to sell precious moments. They just don't sell, folks. And if they do, it might be a, you're not going to get much. And the reason is people don't collect like they used to. You know, I mean, I grew up in the Beanie Baby era. You know, it's like oh man, you know. I, and but that kind of stuff, it's just it's just dolls or another one that's that's like that. Uh, people are downsizing and they're they're living more of a simplistic lifestyle. So collecting, it's like they don't want it unless it's vintage or it's historical. So if you've got, you know, like you've got something from World War Two or the Roman Empire, you know, like I've got a Roman Empire coin, you know, things like that kind of stuff, something that has special significance. Maybe it's a 50th anniversary edition of something. Even like Olympics, you know, yeah, like I got, this was back in the 1950s or the Olympics from that time. Even so, a lot of that stuff may not. We, Missy got some stuff that was from um, Queen Elizabeth's coronation. We thought, oh, that's, that's got to do well. There was only one, one thing that did well. That was it. The rest of it was considered useless. And you would think something like that. But you can find some things. You just have to do your homework. Uh, and that's what she does really well. And I'll teach you. I'll show you some things on that. All right. Uh, just like, you know, storage shelf. What do you do? Donate dollars? Donate. Dump? What, what are you saying? You say dump? Dollars? Anybody say? Anybody want to say donate? What do you What do you got? Dollars. Because organized organizational items are always popular. People are, you know, they put this stuff in their garages. You can put you can put this in your garage and put all your precious moments, all the stuff that aren't precious anymore. You can put them on there. Um, it doesn't matter if it's plastic, metal, wood. They're great in a garage, and you can get anywhere between $20 to 
uh, $100, and that just depends on what it's made of, how good a shape it's in, and all that kind of stuff. But that's one of those things that you think, oh, I'm just going to go throw that in the dump. But a lot of people, they will come get that stuff really quick. Um, let me tell you about the dump. That's my place. Those are my people. Uh, Vero has a few landfills. I go to the one off of 41st. It's near the UPS hub. Um, they're open on Mondays, Thursdays. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So just know, on Tuesday and Wednesday, they're not open. That's the day to take your stuff to get donated. <laughs> but your dump stuff, you go on those days. Um, and um, tell them I said hello. Uh, okay, donate. We've got a lot of places in town. Goodwill, Habitat, Salvation Army, Humane Society. Uh, I think there's only one that we know of that will pick up. Do we do which one? Oh, I thought you were. No, I said don't go to Goodwill. Don't go where? Oh, Goodwill. Yeah, they're a Oh. Oh, okay. So and you left one out that means the world to me. I'm on the board for the VNA Hospice. VNA Hospice. Okay, we were trying to think of all of them. Hidden treasures. Oh, yeah, yeah. The other end from where all the Tarantulas is. Okay. And you go around back, and, and they'll give you anything you want. And, and I'm on, you a receipt. And I'm Perfect. on board for them. So yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the receipt, because if you get a receipt, that's a tax write-off. So there's some dollars in it when you donate sometimes. Um, but, yeah, there, there are some good places to donate and to do that kind of stuff. And understand this. It doesn't mean when you show up with your truckload of stuff that they are going to take everything. Because there's things that the places that are donate, they will say, you need to take that to the dump. <laughs> and at my, my philosophy is if they won't take it, I am heading straight to 41st. All right? There's some that won't like do children's stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's good. That's good. Um, so when we talk about dollars, let me, let me, let me pass. Well, I'll, I'll talk about this first, and then I'll give you, I've got a sheet that my wife put together. So the spelling's correct. Actually, she went through my slides, and she said, sale is not spelled that way. It's spelled S-E-L-L, -L, and she, a lot of other critiques that was not very nice. Um, but when we start talking about Facebook Marketplace, um, one of the things is caution that you want to meet people in a public place if you can. Now, if you're selling furniture, something heavy, you may not have a choice. Um, if you're a single woman, especially, just, you know, use a lot of caution you may decide to donate items instead of assuming a risk of somebody showing up. Another thing you need to understand, and she doesn't have this one down, but this is the kind of stuff that irks me, and my wife has a lot more patience than me. But you will not believe how many times people will not show up. Or they will show up an hour later or two hours later. No apology. 
no excuse. They just assume their time is better than yours. Yeah, or say they want it, then they then they, it's hey, listen. It can be very frustrating. This is why I love the dump. The dump is not frustrating to me. <laughs> I know where the cardboard. I know where the boxes go, and I know where the trash goes. I know where where you know. Sir, I understand. It's it, it's easy for me. The other thing is, she says, never give out your phone number. Okay, encourage the buyer to communicate through. Facebook Marketplace. Don't give out your address until like um, it's close to the time for the appointment as well. She says the other thing is research the item you're selling. Expect to sell for 50% or less of the price that you paid for that item. If that doesn't make you not want to go out and buy a bunch of stuff, that, that right there is enough. That means you take it off the floor and it has decreased in value that much. Uh, search online to see what other sellers are asking for a similar item. That'll give you an idea on things. Expect potential buyers to lowball the price. Uh, I can't tell you how many times somebody will show up to the door and say, well, I know we agreed on $30, but all I have is 25. Well, you've got a choice to make. Do you, is it really worth that? For my wife, it's worth it to go ahead and deal with it. I wouldn't do it. I told, I've told her many times, I will eat that item before I give it to them. Because it's just like, you did that on purpose. But anyway, she's the kinder, gentler, sweeter person in our household. Um, so know your bottom line. Leave a little negotiating room on these things. Consider shipping smaller items instead of reaching local market only. You can increase your visibility uh, to the entire United States. Missy does that. She's got actually the scales at home that she has bought, and she, she will mail that stuff, and she's got it all, and she can print it out and do it all right there on her computer. Um, if you do decide to ship, package it well. The post office, UPS, FedEx, they do not handle your items with care. So just know that. Uh, when it's time to sell, use brand name of the item. Give measurements. Um, and also understand this. Even though you do that, there are going to be people who are going to ask you questions about things that you have included many times over. Take multiple photos of items. Describe flaws. Show them in those photos. Be realistic with your prices. Uh, use reverse Google for help. Anybody know, anybody familiar with reverse Google? Okay, I was not until tonight, <laughs> this afternoon. So uh, apparently it's not on, um, it's not on Androids because they have higher standards. And so for those of you who have low standards with iPhones, uh, actually if you go into your gallery, so you take a picture of something, you go into your gallery and, and then at the bottom, and, and with Missy's, it was the bottom left, and there was like this little box, and it has an arrow. If you push it, it will, it will like go on and help you find that item. It's actually pretty cool. You can, you can get a description that's unbelievable because you can find that item exactly what it is. But it's called reverse Google. Google. Google yes. 
Google Lens. Oh, so we do have it. I know people in here are going to be shocked that I did not know how my phone works. I've had an Android for years, and thank you. Um, That's the one I use, the default gallery. <laughs> um, Missy does mine, so I don't worry about this stuff. So click on items that are similar to yours, so forth, and, and you can use their prices, their descriptions and guidelines and so forth. Uh, use buzzwords like smoke-free home, pet-free home, stored inside, rarely used, used in a guest room. You know, things that help them to say, okay, this is something, you know, that gives it a little bit more value. You're going to get all of this, by the way. And then how to sell. So I pull up, I pull up on my computer and she goes, no, it's better to do it on your phone. So if you have, if you have a phone, you can even do this as we, as we look at this. This is Facebook Marketplace. Just go on your Facebook, okay? And, and then there's a thing at the top. And she put on here, it's the, um, it's the house logo. She put, um, I think on hers, it's the bottom. The iPhones are probably the bottom. Mine's on the top. But it's, we, we think of the home or the house. This is what I think of. That's what I clicked on immediately. Yeah, it's a storefront. It's this thing right here. So when, when you click on that, then what happens is it takes you to something like this, Okay. So you want to sell something, then you just, you push the sale, okay? Um, and then you create a listing. And you can click on, uh, you click on items, then you can click add photos. When you have the photos of those things, you can check items from the photo roll. Uh, fill in the title, the price, and the category. Give a good description of measurements, flaws, type of material, like if it's wood or metal, so forth. Then you click next, you choose a delivery method. Whether you wanna ship it, or whether you wanna do a local pickup only, and there is also the shipping or local pickup, so it kinda of gives some options there for people. And then you click publish. And so you can join these local groups and you can post on those as well. It'll give you those options, and that just increases that exposure. And I also put some other places she told me about that you could sell. If you have high-dollar do high paintings, now if you just got the kind of paintings I have, <laughs> um, you're not going to get very much. They are hard to sell. Just are. Um, and, and in fact, we've got way too many. And the reason is Missy's dad got into framing after he retired from UPS. We've got way too many <clears throat> pictures. But if you've got some, uh, I know one particular client Missy had, they had um, oh, what's it, uh, the, the blind, uh, anybody, oh, it's, it's, it's a guy that, that paints. What is it? Anyway, she recognized it. She knew that's a high-end dollar uh, thing. She said, look, this is, you're not going to get 
as much as that you can get with this. And she told her where to go. She said, you just take this yourself. You'll get more. Do it. No, it, it's, it's, it's called the, the blind, the blind art. I can't. Mm. Have you ever had any of those, Bob? I thought y'all had one of those. But anyway, the places to take those, and this is on here, Vero Beach Auction, House of Charm Antiques, or Fantastic Finds. Those are the places to take. If you've, if you've got something, and maybe you have something and you're not real sure what you've got, just, just take it to one of those places and say, is this worth anything? Because you might be surprised. They may laugh you out of the place, but don't worry about it. You've got three places to be laughed out of, okay? Uh, clothing, and this is something Brenda brought up. Locally, uh, there's a place called Elizabeth's or Threads. Those are good places that you can take clothes and that you can get better prices for, or you can sell it on eBay. eBay apparently is a better place to do that. And then let's just say um, you've got a ton of stuff. And it's like, man, I just, I just need to get rid of this stuff. It'd be great if I could make a few bucks. The Orlando Estate Auction. Missy and I did this, this because we had just so much stuff from her, uh, all, the, all this stuff. And we need to get out and we needed, you know, to get rid of all, a lot of stuff. We packed up a U-Haul truck. Actually, we paid movers to, to pack this thing up. And we took it down there and they sold everything. And that's the thing they will tell you. They will sell everything. Now, that tells you a couple of things. One is... You know you're not getting anything back. The second is some of your items may not go for very much because they're going to sell everything, okay? Um, but you can make some money that way. You know, if you've got lots of stuff, okay? Local home consignment stores are great. Uh, Kaleidoscope, Born Again, Cozy Coastal Consignment. I don't know if those sound familiar to any of y'all or not, but those are some places as well. But like I said, um, this is her domain, and she said, you know, if there's enough people that, that have interest in, like, learning more about it, said maybe, you know, she can do another class sometime or do more of a personalized thing and, and help people with that. Um, and, you know, she's good with that. She just, she just doesn't sell that stuff anymore because she needs time. <laughs> I'm telling you, it, it, it broke her down because... She, had, she has a problem with saying no. And she was saying no, but she wasn't saying no enough. And I would even tell her, I'm like, you're not making any money. You're spending all this time posting and getting this stuff, all this description and stuff. And then, like, you might make $5 on it. And it's like, you just, with, with those clients, you just got to say, look, here are things you need to donate this is where you say, you need Cher to come into your house and say, look, this is what you need to do. And Missy can come in and she can say, okay, these are things you can make money on and just do it that way because, and, and like I said, she's got, she's got a really big heart. She's helped some, some elderly ladies that were widowed and that just, they were needing to move up, you know, in with their their kids somewhere else in another state and they just need to get it done and she just felt bad and so it's like she I'm like you're not making minimum wage you're just you're not even, because 
they have all these little bitty things and and so forth but that's the business side of me and that's the sweetness of her um yes me and mike understand this very well Yeah. Yeah. And I talked to the guy. He's, he was really good. I don't know my glasses. Yeah, I don't know that he will sell the stuff. Okay. But what he does is called um, Treasure Coast Hauling and Junk Removal Service. Junk removal, estate cleanout, porterhouse cleanout. Yeah. He does that kind of thing. That's great. Yeah. And he's local. Yeah. Treasure Coast Hauling and Treasure Coast what? Hauling Okay. And, and listen, that's valuable. I mean, if, if I see that, you know, if there's, is there, if we've got some older f members that like they're, they just can't lift, some, but they need some stuff out. Like a broken appliance, they'll come get that stuff. Yeah. Take it to the recycle Yeah, exactly. And, and so if we've got some people in the church, you know, now what we can't do is, is start a business here <laughs> where we're going all the time doing that kind of thing. But, but I understand. I mean, we're in with my mother-in-law and, you know, I just, I see it. She can't do a lot. She can't do that stuff. Um, and so anyway, so I'm going to give you the, uh, this portion of it uh, as well. Any questions or comments, anything, and it can be directed to them as well. Well, I wish it could have been Missy because she's good. I'm just. Can I give another tip? Yes. I would just say too. Uh, one other thing is just to when it comes to selling stuff, I would I would avoid payment from somebody you don't know on on like Cash App specifically Cash App. Cash App somebody can pay you, and within a certain amount of time they can actually pull it back. I sold somebody a cell phone. I had one of those deals where uh, if you upgrade to this new plan, we'll give you a new phone. I'm like, what if my phone's fine? We'll still give you a phone. Can I sell that phone? They're like, you can do whatever you want with the phone. I'm like, are you sure? Like, yes. So I'm just like, okay, I'll get a new phone and I'll sell it for, you know, I think it was like two or $300. It was probably a $500 phone. I put it on Marketplace, met some guy in a public place. You know, we agreed to 300 And when I got there, he had like 200 cash and then they wanted to pay me the other 100 in cash app. And so we stood there and I waited for, he looked at the phone and I waited, the money came into my cash app. I said, okay, you know, whatever, and, and off we went. Before I got home, they had already pulled that $100 back and, and I messaged him. And he's like, well, it doesn't work with my carrier. I'm like, I told you, you need to check that out. You know, I, I, I was very clear with him, like it's a T-Mobile phone. I don't know if it'll work on AT&T and all that stuff. And he's like, well, it doesn't work. I was like, that's not my fault. Like, and I, I not like a hundred bucks really meant that much. It was more about the uh, principle of it. You know, it was just like, hey, listen, you said this. We agreed to this. I'm just asking you to do the honorable thing. Never did, never did. Of course, shocker. Anyway, so that's my experience with Cash App. I've, I've done lots of other stuff with Cash App. It's great for sending friends and family stuff, money. Or it's, it's like, uh, what are the other ones? Uh, Venmo. Uh, Venmo is probably the more paper. Yeah. And I think with the marketplace now, too, you can actually take payment through there. It's kind of a pain in the neck because they want to do all this tax stuff or they want to do, and I'm not saying like avoid taxes, just like when you're selling a $10, a $5 precious, not so precious moment thing, who, who cares, right? Are they all that way or just Cash App? Cash App's the only one that I know for sure is that way. I haven't had that experience, but 
I, I mean, it's something to research, you know. And, and we, we, Sharon knows, I, I like never carry cash. I haven't used cash. I don't even have a checkbook. I haven't had a checkbook in years. And so it's like, if you're going to pay me, it's going to have to come to me electronically some way. Or if you give me cash, I'll just give it to my wife. Right, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> so anyway, so no other questions or anything? Mr. Scrap is what recycling place or person? Okay. All right. I also can tell you, you'll have a hard time uh, with sometimes with donate or I mean, if it's drop off where they don't look and you just drop it off, you can probably get away with it. But donate uh, in some place with computer things. Computers have components in them that sometimes are built from like non-recyclable or harmful materials that they don't want to just, sometimes you can't even put them in the dump, it just depends on what it is. So just know that about computer items too. If you're trying to get rid of an old computer, you, you may have a little bit of, of challenge getting rid of that. There you go, yeah. All right, well thank y'all, y'all have a good night.